Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Doug Oster, DougOster.com, ready to go on the Disc Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. And if you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, you'll win an amazing $25 gift certificate from the good people at Sorgles out in Wexford. It's all about planting. There's still plenty of time. And Doug... Wants to talk about that to begin the show. And if you want to talk to Doug, 866-391-1020. Morning, Doug. Good morning, Robert. Hey, we're breaking a, might break a record from 1891. What was it like back then when it was that hot? You know, I got to tell you, it was rough, but we got through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy, we're gonna Not as bad this. as it was in 1939, I might add. <laughs> we're going to enjoy this weather. I'm telling you, we're getting a little bit of an extension here to do some planting and there, there is time to plant trees and shrubs and perennials and bulbs. Uh, get out there and take advantage of this weather. It's, it's unbelievable. I, you know, I'm really into the season, season extending where, you know, these cool weather crops are covered with plastic. I actually burned up some, some plants by leaving some plastic on top of them. I have to take everything off, and we're in, you know. First week in November, it's unbelievable. Uh, but get out there, get some planting going. And I'm telling you what, uh, at Sorgles, the house plants are amazing. Uh, if you're if you're done planting outside and you want something cool inside, house plants aren't what they used to be, man. They have so many different cool colors and textures and shapes and sizes. You should check it out. See what they're doing at Sorgles. I'm excited about uh, later on today, Mrs. Mrs. Know-It-All and I are going to talk about lilies uh, because it is time to plant lilies, and we both just love lilies. It's become an obsession for me. Uh, I'm getting them cheap. Uh, We'll probably talk about this uh, later, but I just wanted to say that I'm finding them. Some some don't even have a stalk left out of them, but it's just a one-gallon pot at nurseries. Nothing in there except uh, sometimes a little a little stalk, but there's a bulb in there with lots of roots, and for for barely anything, they're 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 almost giving them away because nobody knows what it is. You could put that into the ground right now, and in July or June, you would have these amazing, beautiful lilies, and you don't have to pay much for them. That, you know me, Mr. Cheapskate. I love to do it that way. Uh, speaking of indoor bulbs, you can win. Three big, beautiful Red Lion Amaryllis bulbs, courtesy of flowerbulbs.com. You just go to my website, which is dougoster.com. You click on the link there, and then for the contest, you just type in the word Amaryllis. There's a little link there where you can get into that. Uh, All the instructions are there. I'll pick the winner sometime before Tuesday. Uh, I've got some videos there, and 
the latest video is planting garlic, bunching onions and shallots. Uh, there is still time to plant garlic. I was uh, online a couple days ago talking to people about planting garlic. Uh, I'm getting more garlic from a friend of mine, um, some interesting varieties, and I'm I'm looking forward to putting some more garlic in for sure. It's not too late, uh, and especially with this weather, if you are outside planting bulbs, uh, the tool I use is called the Power Planter Auger, and that auger is uh, my favorite tool to do the job. It's just a big drill bit. Uh, again, you go back, go to the website, dougoster.com. They have a discount. The company put a discount on the, on that tool just because I talk about it all the time. They don't pay me. I'm not a paid spokesman. It's just it's the tool I use, and uh, I'm I'm so thrilled uh, about this weather uh, uh, giving me a little bit more time to plant stuff. I, I you know, I'm a pro- procrastinator. I still have stuff in a in a nursery bed that I stuck in there at the end of the season last year. You know, just not not getting them into the ground. Not enough time. It was getting too cold, and so those plants have to be moved out of that nursery bed. I've got a let's see what's in there. Oh, a nice little anemone. Um, uh, a uh, hydrangea, some little azaleas that I got cheap at the end of the season last year. Uh, that's the other thing is that there are so many good sales going on. Um, you know, the closest nursery to me is Han Nursery, and perennials there are, are at least 50% off. I picked up uh, some cool stuff there, but just lots of sales. Um, and I'll go and I'll look around. I'm going to to the different nurseries, you know, once a week, Seeing what's there, seeing what's on sale, seeing what I think might come down. You know, there's you can plant a lot of these plants, the shrubs and the trees, all the way up until the ground freezes. Uh, and you know, getting a deal and getting a cool tree. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you can go wrong there, especially you know when you're not forced to be out there. You know, in cold rain. Uh, to, to plant. You've got this beautiful weather to do it, so so have some fun out there. Rob, any callers yet? Or we still want to talk a little bit about gardening? No, we got a caller. Let's go to Rob. Rob, right. what's, on, what's on your mind? Good morning. Hey, good morning, fellas. I have that problem many people have with the squash bugs. It just decimated my squash and pumpkins and some of my plants. Is there anything that I can do over the winter to prevent that or eliminate them? So, so is it squash bugs or squash fine borer? Do you know? I well, I, I believe it's squash bug. They, they yeah, you can they, you can they, you can see, they're like a crawling insect. You can see them and and yes, yeah, uh, yeah, when they're okay, mature, so, they're that so yes, iridescent color. Yes, yeah, oh yeah, squash. Well, iridescent. Uh, so. We have to ID the bug first. Uh, like a squash bug is a big gray crawling bug, uh, but the cucumber beetle is another one that's a problem, which is kind of a smaller, you know, green spotted, sometimes striped okay. little itty bitty okay. beetle. Which one? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thinking it's that. It's the latter. The, uh, the when they're young, they're very small. They're whitish, and you know they sort of cluster together. All right, yeah, well, over the winter, the best thing to do when when we do clean out the garden is get get all that old foliage out, all the old squash foliage out of the garden. Um, that's all okay. we can do. There's, not, there's nothing really to put on there to treat them. But it's, next spring is when we really 
have to take a close look at what what the problem is. Uh, a, a great thing to do for those those types of plants, there's a thing called a floating row cover. It's a spun-bound translucent fabric. You can find it in a nursery. It's inexpensive. You can reuse it, and it's so lightweight that you could put either seeds or squash plants in the ground, cover them with this floating row cover, and it, it's a physical barrier to stop the insect from getting to the the uh, plant, but then uh, we need to take that off once they start flowering because we need pollination. So that's that's one way to deal with these these pests. But we need to figure out exactly what the pest is because there are so many pests for that uh, uh, for for squash and and cucumbers and pumpkins and that sort of thing. But but that floating row cover will work uh, pretty well for you early in the spring. All right, November 14th is World Diabetes Day, and KDK Radio has you covered on everything you need to know from 2 to 5 p.m. The American Diabetes Association will join us with the national and local experts discussing various diabetes-related topics this Saturday, November 14th at 2 p.m. on World Diabetes Day, presented by Giant Eagle Pharmacy. Details at kdkradio.com. Go back 100 years to where it all began with the story of Frank Conrad and the start of KDK Radio through the on-air radio musical drama presented by Creative Cauldron. Register for tickets through kdkradio.com for this audio experience happening November 16th and 23rd. Ah, yes, he is. Lots of folks wanting to talk to Doug. If you'd like to join in, 866-391-1020. Let's go to Rich in Crafton. Hey, Rich, good morning. Hey, good morning, Rob. Hey, Doug, this is the guy that was texting you about that one flower. Uh, I thought it was a hostra. It was like the size of a soccer ball. and They were purple and white and had big, wide leaves on them. I didn't know if that was the name of it, the hostra or not. Yeah, I remember we were talking about it, but we I couldn't figure out what it was. Did you figure out what it is? I first thought it was, uh, I was guessing an allium, but when did you say it blooms? It uh, was purple and white. I can't remember if it was in summer or what. They had real wide leaves, about six inches wide, about a, a foot long, and these were like, 12 uh, to 18 inches tall, and the flowers were real big like a soccer ball. My two guesses were hibiscus, which I sent you a picture of, but we didn't. You, you, that didn't work, right? It was either hibiscus right. or, or, or one of those big alliums. That's all I can think it, of for that, that size of flower. But the amaryllis, my dad grew those all the time. They were the prettiest flower, I think. Yeah, nice I remember when, uh, how long ago was it I visited your dad? It had to be 15 oh, years. Oh, a good while, but he grew them all. But those and the African violets my mom loved. But Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Let's talk some more online and see if we can figure out between us what this flower is. I've been racking my brains, so I appreciate your call. All right, that's a scary thought. You're racking your brains. Now we need you. Doug. Be careful out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, I, I should have said what's racking. I'm racking what's left of my brain. Do you think you'll ever be able to go back to a life post-pandemic? Because you really uh, had a chance to do a little fishing, a little gardening, a little uh, work on the Internet. been a good uh, time for you. Even though it's tough, you've actually made some uh, good things happen, right? You know, for, for me, you know, the it hasn't been as bad as it has for other people. I haven't been... Uh, affected as negatively as other people have as far as the disease is concerned and as far as the, you know, not being out with people because I do have these other things. I think a lot of gardeners have, uh, you know, used this time. I know they've used this time to 
to to be out there and have their best gardens ever and use that garden as a therapeutic tool. I'm telling you, uh, this is the the best season in my garden just because I've been in the garden so much more. Uh, but I am looking forward to at some point, you know, to to going back to normal, to to seeing everybody and and hugging and and shaking hands. And if we do that again, I don't know. It, it's it's a crazy time, that's for sure. All right, right back to work we go. Here's Scott in Butler for Doug Oster. Hey, Scott. Uh, good morning. Uh, I have a couple questions for you, Doug. Okay. Um, first of all, I have these upright U's on my property, and I have about 30 of them, and they're thir- about 30 years old. They're fine. Uh, I have these other ones uh they're probably 70 to 80 years old, and they're next to the ones that are 30 years old. But anyway, Doug, uh, the ones that are about 80 years old, they've been fine until this summer. And then they started turning, the needles were turning brown on them. Uh, I plan on getting them replaced, which leads into my next question. However, um, they've been fine until this summer, as I said, and they began, the needles were turning brown. My question is, uh, first of all, will, should I find out what's causing them to turn brown before I put well, the new ones I'll, I'll in? I'll tell you right off the bat, with a, with a you that age, you know, uh, it's probably just shutting down a little bit because of the drought. Uh, you know, th- those those plants are almost indestructible. Are you, are you yeah. planning on replace? Are you planning on replacing those because you think something's wrong with them, or you think it's time to to put something different as far as a look is concerned into that part of the garden? Well, I pruned them back pretty good. I pruned them all uh, about a year ago, uh, and the ones I the 80-year-old ones, I pruned them back pretty good, uh, but that was around May or June. Okay, uh, good. Will, will so, they go so back? What's the, or, what's the reason? Yeah, I think they'll be fine. What's the reason you want to replace them? Well, uh, you know, the trunk of them, they're pretty much bald, and there's no uh, new foliage, you know, those little green buds that come out in the spring there's nothing new on those and they're they're pretty much brown probably two-thirds brown and i'd like to get some newer ones put in to match uh yeah, that makes sense that makes sense yeah they, they've done they've done their job you know they're 80 years old yeah uh, the yeah. thing is when you do remove them you if you're going to put other plants there the, you'll want to you'll want to grind the stump you know, yes, yes, it's almost yes. impossible to pull those out, uh, even with a truck. Right, right. Uh, uh, and that leads to my second question. Okay. Now, I can't get these removed until uh, maybe four weeks or so, December 10th or so. Is it too late to put the new ones in? You said you could still do that, but would it be better for me to wait? until spring to put the new ones in since it's this close to freezing? Well, we'll have to see uh, when we get to that time w- what kind of weather we're getting. 
You know, again, with, uh, a, I, with, a U, with a U, you'd probably be able to get away with it. But if all of a sudden in we get to December and the ground freezes, you know, uh, then we'll wait. Then we'll wait till spring. So we get into that December uh, time. We uh, look at the weather. You know, ten days down the road, and if we're getting you know re- re- reasonably mild temperatures, which would be you know a little bit above freezing, I think you can uh-huh. get away with it. Uh, there's nothing wrong, though, with waiting until spring with a U to plant it. Uh, one of the reasons uh, that we love to... How long should I wait? And should I wait till about end of April, beginning of May? Yeah, that's about right. April will be fine, you know, uh, for a U. And uh-huh. and you'll be fine with, with those plants. Uh, again, with those older ones, you're going to have just such an extensive root system. That's just my number one concern for you as planting the next ones, okay? All right, thank you for the call. Listen, uh, here's what's going on, folks. Uh, We have got Melinda coming up with the news at the bottom of the hour. Then, of course, we'll be back with Doug. Your chance to win that gift certificate to Janoski. Don't forget they got that toy drive going on out there at the farm. A great way to help out some families and obviously children in need during the upcoming holiday season. And then, of course, we get ready for uh, Joe and Frank Dentisi today. And it's all about winter comfort foods. Heffern Tillotson, Jumani, and you. Jim Meredith is here with that morning commentary to start things off right after the news at 9. And then I'm back for two hours of great sports uh, information and stuff that you can use as far as getting ready for the big Steelers-Dallas game today. And in that hour number two, we always pick our weekly winners against the spread when we talk that entire hour during the football season, the National Football League. Uh, Right now, if you want to talk to Doug, 866-391-1020. You can also get him a message at Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkradio.com and for a whole lot of fun and interactive stuff and a chance to well walk away with a smile because you could win some stuff go to dougoster.com it's 727 rock pratt sunday continues of course fm 100.1 am 1020 news radio kdkradio.com app and tell your smart speaker to play news radio kdka good morning Ah, yes, he is, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to get right to your phone calls. But if you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, you're going to win yourself a $25 gift certificate to my friends of 30 years, the Janoski family. And yes, that's right. They got that toy drive for wonderful folks in this area who need a little help during the holiday season. You can go to Janoski's.com to find out more about that. All right, the number is 866-391-1020. Next hour, winter comfort foods, Coons Cooking Hour, Joan Frank Dentisi, and then Hepfron Tillotson's Your Money and You with Jim Meredith. And then we have more sports in the way of getting ready for the Steelers-Dallas game today. Steelers currently a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. It is Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday show. Let's go to uh, Jim in Shaler. Jim, welcome to KDKA. How are you? Today. I'm doing great. What's on your mind? Doug, I have one question. Okay, I don't know where he went. Let's go to uh, Barbara in Forest Hills. Hey, Barbara. Hello. How are you doing today? Good. What's on your mind? I had a question, please, about growing vegetables in a greenhouse. Is it possible to grow tomatoes, actually, even, you know, all the way through to get tomatoes? You know, uh, it's tough. Even with a greenhouse, you would need some kind of supplemental lighting. Uh, people, people always want to do this. Uh, and when you look at, at, at a farm uh, like a Yarnix or a Bedner's that do this sort of thing, they're, they're either starting later in the season when we have longer days or using some kind of supplemental lighting. Uh, it can be done, but it's expensive. That's the thing. Uh, and so a lot, what, what people will do is they'll use that greenhouse space 
for other crops until we get longer days uh, and a little bit warmer temperatures. The angle of the sun changes, and so it'll warm up that greenhouse a little quicker. But, you know, if you're really thrilled about trying this, you could do it. But as long as you have the heat and you have enough light, you can you can make those plants do what you want it to do. Uh, but it, it's so much easier uh, <laughs> during those short days and gray days uh, to be growing something like a lettuce or a kale, uh, some type of greens like that. So as I said, it can be done, but it, it's it's not easy. Okay, thank you for the call. Let's go to Jim on the south side. Hey, Jim, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing, Doug? Good. Good. What's going on? Hey, I, now, I got a question about it. I got a small garden. It's maybe about 8 foot by 18 feet. And I wanted to know about rotating the crops because I planted heavy feeders. I had tomatoes and cucumbers on the north end of the garden. And on the south end, I had peppers and a uh, sunflower and some pollinators. Is there, in a small garden, is it you know, worth re- rotating them around, moving the tomatoes to the other end. Definitely, definitely. If you can do it, it's always beneficial to, to try and change things up. Uh, you know, even in a small garden, and to tell you the truth, that's not such a small garden. That's a pretty good-sized garden, I think. Uh, but it's always better if you can move them. Now, a lot of times where the sun is is kind of the uh, – the indication of where you can move your plants, uh, especially with a long strip like that. As long as they can get the sun they need, it's better to every season kind of have them on a little bit of a rotation. If you can't do that or or it just doesn't work for the plants, the other thing you can do is just keep adding compost. Uh, you know, your your biggest concern is that soil-borne diseases right. uh, and some sometimes pests will stick in that area because they know that that plant's going to be there. I've got a, a, only two or three beds that I can grow tomatoes in that have enough sun to get to get the tomatoes going. So I move them back and forth. I'd rather have them on a three-year rotation, but sometimes it's uh-huh. just not possible. And so you've got to work with what, what you have. Uh, if you can do it, great. If not, just add as much compost as you can on top of that soil, and then you'll be good to go, okay? Okay, great. Thanks, Doug. Thank All right, you. lots of callers. Let's go to another Jim. This one from Shaler. Hey, Jim, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. I talked to Doug a few times out at um, Phipps about garlic, and I got a question. I put my garlic in with a full moon. I put about 150 in uh, in October 1st. And there are, some of them are already up two to three inches. Some are just breaking the ground. Do I have any concern for those over the winter? No, uh, that happens, you know, uh, as we... As it seems that our seasons are changing, uh, I'm starting to plant my garlic a little later. I I already plant mine uh, about two weeks later than yours, uh, and okay. now I'm moving into November, and I'm still planting because of that. Now, if it just sprouts once, no problem, because, you know, once it gets cold, those sprouts will be gone. But if it, it could happen again a second time, that's okay, too. But if it happens that third time, that's when when you're just, and the only problem is going to be that the the bulb is used or the clove has used so much energy that you won't have quite as big of a bulb. But it, it's it's no worry, and it happens more and more. Uh, just since we're having kind of a in the last several years, we've had a slow start to winter, and uh, 
they just they sprout up. And a lot of times, what I'll do is if they if they'll continue like this, and they're going to, you know, over the next week or two, I'll harvest some of those little greens because all that's going to happen to them is it's going to get real cold at some point, December or whenever it happens, and it's just going to kill those greens off anyway. And so you're not hurting hurting the clove by just trimming a few of those greens off and nibbling on them. 150, huh? Do you yeah, know I the variety? They do well. I got um, music and German. Mm. Those are two good ones, that's for sure. Well, uh, don't worry about these sprouting, but think about think about planting at your normal time about half your crop, and think about doing a little later. Uh, like I said, I just it, we we've seen a shift in the seasons here, uh, especially over the last uh, I would say five, six, seven years, maybe longer that we're seeing a lot more of this, uh, a slow start to winter. And so that's why I'm planting some of my garlic uh, right now. All Thanks right. for your call. Let's take one more quick one here before our break. And we'll go out to uh, Mike in Emlington. Hey, Mike, how are you? I am good, sir. I have a question about a winter pear tree. Uh, it, it, it's an old tree. I've been in this house here for probably 70 years, and it was here when I came. The last for four or five years, I don't have, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I just put some breakfast candy in my mouth. Um, <laughs> I uh, The last probably four or five years, um, I mean, it'll come out in the spring and it'll have a ton of buds on it and stuff, and it looks really nice and it comes on good. By June, the leaves are turning brown and falling off, and by July, the tree's pretty much bare. Um yeah, there's a little young sprout that's coming off of the root, and it's probably about four feet high, and it's doing the same thing. So yeah, I'm just wondering I, I, whether I would, the tree is just, you know. No, I, I would I would think what we're talking about here is some kind of fungal issue with with a, a fruit tree like that, uh, or with with a pear tree like that. And what I think is happening is. Again, if it's if it's if it's coming out in the spring doing its thing, and then we get that discoloration of leaves, usually that's a fungal issue, and so we'd start treating that tree early with an organic fungicide so that it does keep its leaves. Uh, okay. And now, is that like a early morning or an early spring uh, uh, bark that you spray the bark and stuff? Well, that's the dormant oil. That's for insects. This would be as soon as the leaves uh, leaf out, we would start a uh, uh, a regime of spraying, and it would have to continue probably every 21 days, something something around that, depending on what you're applying, uh, all the way into into summer uh, to try and keep that disease uh, uh, under control. We always want to start with when we're dealing with fungal issue. We always want to start with that before we see signs of damage. When we have a tree like that, that we continue to see the uh, that fungal problem every spring, we know we're going to get it. And so if we can get to it before it starts, that's a great way to stop it. Thanks very much for your call. All right, let's get a break in here. We'll come back. More calls for Doug and Mrs. Know-It-All, too. Stay with us. November 14th, World Diabetes Day, and KDK Radio has you covered on everything you need to know. From 2 to 5 p.m., the American Diabetes Association will join the national and local experts discussing various diabetes-related topics. That's Saturday, November 14th at 2 p.m., World Diabetes Day, presented by Giant Eagle Pharmacies. Details at kdkradio.com. And now it's time for Doug and Mrs. Know-It-All. Doug? 
That's right. Time for Mrs. Know-It-All. That horticulturist Denise Schreiber. And Denise, before we start talking lilies, is there anything else we need to cover? Um, the gentleman who called about the ewes, actually, you people don't realize that ewes are actually small trees, not foundation shrubs. And the older ones should actually, the reason they're bare is they have beautiful exfoliating bark. And what I like to do is if you have them planted singly is to limb them up and show off the bark because it's just gorgeous. As gorgeous as any other tree, like a paper bark maple. It's beautiful. Yeah, they're really cool when they get old like that. But he he, he was looking for, I think, evergreen protection. So lilies. Lilies, I, my a, favorite. A, the queen of the garden. I'm obsessed with lilies, and time to plant them right now, huh? Yeah, actually, um, you know, you can buy them in the spring in pots and plants, but right now, if you want to have really great lilies for next year, uh, order them now. I, um, In fact, I just placed another order for uh, four other lilies. My favorite is Silk Road, which is an Orion pet. It's a cross. And the fragrance is just incredible. Casablanca was always my favorite, that beautiful white lily with a fabulous fragrance. Silk Road has a beat, hands down. It, it, wow, it's no kidding. So what color is it? Okay, so it is a trumpet-shaped flower, and Silk Road is uh, uh, a rose uh, with a deep red throat. It's, it's wow. beautiful. I have pictures of it on my Mrs. Know-It-All page, so people can go and see it. So when you're planting lilies, you want to dig a nice deep hole. They actually like to be cool. And Brent Heath told me this, you know, plant them with some good compost, um, some bulb tone uh, I always use, and cover it up and let it go. Um, mark it somehow or put a stake in some lilies, uh, Orient Pet, or I'm sorry, Silk Road, the Orient Pet, it gets six to eight feet tall. So... I always make sure I have something to kind of tie it to just because of wind. The stalks are pretty sturdy, but they're easy to grow. The only downside is, of course, the deer prefer them. Uh, So you can spray them with any of the repellents, and they're actually fine. If you want to grow lilies for cutting, grow a couple different patches of them because lilies aren't fond of being cut. So if you want them for fragrance, leave them alone. If you want them for an arrangement, plant another batch somewhere else so you can just keep doing that. There's all different types of lilies. There's Asiatics and Martagons. If you don't know what a Martagon is, it's the ones the flowers kind of hang over like little bells. So the flowers are smaller. They're just beautiful, very delicate. And then you have the trumpets and the aurelians, which are the obviously the long uh, trumpet-shaped flowers, uh, then the Orient pets, which are crosses and extremely fragrant, and the Orientals. And those two tend to be the most fragrant, although now they are working on breeding with some of the Asiatics to get some fragrance into them as well. But so they're easy the, to grow. The Martagons are earlier, right? They're Correct. They're er- okay. And then tell me the one that – what is the name of the one that they're cross? You said the the like Silk Road. Yeah, so they're across between a trumpet and an Oriental, and that's okay. what the Silk Road is. That's and, interesting. Yeah, and and they're so easy to grow that you know um, water them in, and they will actually tolerate some drought. Um, you don't want to ignore them, but that's all you have to do is water them. You don't even have to feed them if you give them some bulb tone. 
they're happy campers. And I like to plant them in between perennials. So if we can, um, uh, they can hide the foliage at the end, but you have this tall stalk coming out and just kind of highlighting your other uh, perennials right there. All right, Mrs. Dillardell, great information. Love your lilies. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right, Doug, have a great day. Thank you very much. That'll do it for Doug. Now, we're just minutes away from Melinda giving you the latest of the local news beginning at 8 o'clock, and then it's winter comfort food. So break out the mashed potatoes and heavy on the gravy, because here we go, folks. Don't count calories. Just count the smiles, because it's time to gather with your family around the table for Sunday dinner with Coons Quality Foods, Joe and Frank Dentisi and the Coons Cooking Hour. And today... We're talking winter comfort foods. We'd love you to join us, 866-391-1020 or Dollar Bank Instant Access, kdkradio.com. News at 8, coming up next, then Joe and Frank talking winter comfort foods. Good morning. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.